Hey, it's Bill Simmons. The NFL playoffs are in full swing, and the Ringer NFL Show has you covered for all your pro football needs. Sunday night, get Michael Lombardi and Tate Frazier's rapid reactions on GM Street. On Tuesdays, the Ringer NFL Show with Robert Mays, Kevin Clark, and regular guest Danny Kelly break down all the biggest angles on Wednesday. GM Street again on Thursdays. Clark, Mays, and Danny are back at it again. And on Friday, GM Street's Friday Focus gives you all the insight you need for gambling, fantasy, and everything else. Don't forget about my podcast, too, on Mondays. The BS Podcast, Cousin Sal and I playing Guest Alliance. More importantly, The Ringer NFL Show. Subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon, January 12th. I'm Mark Titus. He's Tate Frazier on the line. We are One Shining Podcast. Tate, do you still like the name One Shining Podcast? Do you think we're going to change? We're going to end up changing the name by January 1st, 2019? I'm going to have to insist that we change the name. That, 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 that's, a famous, that's a famous line. But uh, yeah, it's, a, it's been a lot of backlash. Cousin Sal and Against All Odds, uh, if you don't listen to that, uh, he, well, he, was, he was basically reprimanding us for, for bending over and saying that T-Dup is dead. And now it's, the, the discussion is open again. Well, I don't know if we can ever change well, it now. We're too deep. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to bring it up because when when we changed our name, we told the people you'll get used to it. And now we've we've been doing the podcast for a little while and I'm curious, are are we used to it? I uh, yeah, that's <laughs> we, a great question. Have we come around? Do we like the name? I don't know. I, I I stand by that I think I seriously think by this time next year we'll just be Titus and Tate. I think that's going to be the name. And you mean and our I say names? This, you, and, how and people original. yeah, oh, our God, names. No. I swear that's going to be that. And by the way, people listening are like, why Why are you acting like you have no say in this? And um, to that, I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> we don't. You get it. Uh, yeah. I think the yeah. main thing that I was excited about when I thought of One Shining Podcast in my head, I had this envision of, you know, people using the acronym OSP because you could tell you dealt with yeah. OSP, yeah, you know me, like OPP. That, that's what I thought when I first right. heard it. But no one has said that. No one has even come close to thinking that besides me. So I'm really let down by that point. And, you know, at this point, we're pretty much stuck with it. And you either deal with it, we're, we're dealing with thing. it, we'll figure it out. Are we stuck with it though? Because I again, I I feel like someone's gonna. I I, I think what's gonna happen is CBS is gonna sue us. I, I think we're gonna hit it so big in Mar- during March Madness, and you're gonna Google like when you Google one shining, one shining podcast is gonna come up before one shining moment, and CBS is not gonna have that, and they're gonna come at us, and you and I are gonna turn to Kyle and be like, Kyle, you deal with this, and then Kyle's gonna crumble under the pressure, and that'll be the end of one shining podcast. And Kyle's gonna go name. full that's, wild card. That's my prediction. Just, he's gonna just light a the bunch se- of t-shirts. Right? Yeah, it's gonna, he's gonna light the <laughs> cease and desist fire uh, uh, letter on fire, and then just say it's all handled. We're like Kyle, they're, they can email us. All right, so it's it's casual Friday here on the podcast. Uh, there's there's certainly a, a ton to talk about. We last pod we we kind of got into the weeds too much. Like there's so much, so many games going on, so much stuff that we we missed out on because we had taken such such a long break. Um, I wanted to be more relaxed this time, Tate. Just have some fun. Just kick back. Let, let's let our hair down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what what to you is like the first if if I if I start with that explanation and say let's let our hair down. What's what's the story you want to talk about? What is the first thing that jumps out the page to you 
In college basketball or just in general in life? Just in general. Oh, well, you got some in life. Are, is there more to Tate Frazier than just college basketball? Absolutely, but I will not share that with the public because I don't enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about college basketball, maybe just basketball in general. Have you seen this Rodney Hood thing? No. What's okay, so here we go. I'm letting my hair down. Uh, Rodney Hood, right? Yeah, former Duke basketball player, former Mississippi supposed State. To, supposed to go to Ohio State, and yeah, then something for, happened in, the, in well, the recruiting process. Let's say a lot of things mm-hmm. have happened after he transferred from Mississippi State. Uh, but he goes to Duke, and then he goes to the NBA, plays for the Utah Jazz. He walks off the floor uh, last night or a couple nights ago, actually, um, and he slaps the phone out of a fan's hand. So, like, he gets ejected from the game. He's walking <laughs> off the court, right? And he slaps the yeah. shit, Kyle bleep that out, out of the phone of a fan. And, and if you haven't seen this, go to YouTube. It's there. Um, my main thing, and I'm letting my hair down as I talk about this. The funniest thing about this to me is that there's been uh, five or six players that have been fined this season for improper. That's the term improper interactions. And in society, yeah. we've had a lot of improper interactions uh, lately. And, uh, you know, we're just ev- forever, actually. But these are a lot of improper interactions that have happened on the floor. And I'm going to read out the players that have been accused of this. Austin Rivers, improper interactor. Kyrie Irving, improper, improper interactor. Mm-hmm. DeMarcus Cousins, improper interactor. Rodney Hood, improper, improper interactor. I can't even say that because I'm, so, I'm, I'm so shook right now by all these improper you're so, actions. You're so proper. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to be proper, but I'm being improper by saying this. My question to you, Mark Titus, you put all those names together. 75% of those mm-hmm. all went to Duke. And uh, I thought Coach K was a leader of men. I thought that he cared about what he, you know, sets he's been up to do in life, and that's be good men, part of the brotherhood. And what are they doing acting so improperly? I, uh, you know, how do we stop this? So that's how I'm letting my oh hair my down God. today. You're, you're the best. You never fail. Tate Frazier is the gift that keeps on giving. I, you bring up Rodney Hood. I was like, where's he going with this? And then, he, and then, he and then I came right back where he wanted me to go. Uh, what about you? Can you let your you're hair down? Too. Let your hair down today. Well, I mean, if we're gonna do the thing where we're we're super homers, um, and I, I, is that what we're starting to do? Like, we we never really do that on this podcast, but if if you want to do that now, <laughs> I'm gonna say the story that piss, the story I want to talk about is Kata Bates Diop being left off the Wooden Award watch list. Mm. That was a travesty. I was not happy about it. I'm still not happy about it. And then someone reminded me that the Wooden Award is bullshit and doesn't matter, and no one cares about it anyway and the naismith is the one that we're supposed to care about exactly and i always get confused about this because there's again like I, I think i've made this complaint before college basketball needs a unified trophy like college football has the heisman and every other sport has like the mvp and in college basketball we have like 30 different people that name their national player of the year and we never know which one's the most important um like the in 03 david west and tj ford split in 06 adam morrison won i i, I brought this up before adam morrison won like the Spokane, whatever their newspaper is, like he was named their national player of the year. And then I remember being a Morrison fanboy and just going nuts. I was like, yes, I knew he was better than Reddick, and this proves it. Um, the point being, we have too many national player of the year awards, and I never know which one is the most important. But I do, I know which one's the most important now. But we, it's, but it's definitely the Naismith. It's definitely the Naismith, obviously. But the problem with the whole thing, right, is that the name itself has to matter to everyone. When you hear Heisman, everyone's like, ooh, okay, that's the one. But you hear yeah. Wooden. And you're thinking, well, that guy won 11 titles. So, of course, you know, whoever he thinks is the best player or his, you know, 
the people that his committee that picks the best player is probably the best. Then you hear Naismith, and that's a, a basketball powerhouse name. We just need to pick a name, you know, one name. Yeah, it's the uh, top name. I don't know what it needs to be. Maybe you know the Pistol Pete winner. I don't know. Pick your favorite college basketball player. That's the award we give it out. Maybe we make our own award, Titus, and we give it out to people. Oh, that's what I, that, that was the next point I had was that you and I need to make our own award. The the one shining podcast national player of the year, and then we're just gonna fight over whether we're giving it to Luke May or Katie Bates Diab. <laughs> But so, but seriously, in, in all honesty, like I don't, I don't understand how Kate Bates Diop was left off this thing. Um, it's, it's, it, it makes no damn sense. You got Miles Bridges on there, who mm-hmm. all he does is jack threes. He, he's, he's coasting on reputation at this point. Devontae Graham is all on there as well. He, I, I would say the same thing about him. I know you like Devontae Graham. I like Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham just shoots threes. That's what he. That's all he really does. And then when he gets double teamed, he passes the ball, and someone else shoots the three, and he gets a credit for an assist. I mean, Trayvon Blewett's on there too. That's all he does is shoot threes. I, I don't understand it. Kade Bates Diop is the best player in the country. Um, I, I've said this. I've said this ever since the Michigan State game, like three days ago. <laughs> I'm going to continue saying it until Ohio State loses a game. Kade Bates Diop is the national player of the year, and he he deserves to be on these. This wooden list. By the way, another complaint I have about this is this is super niche complaint. The wooden award. One of the things that pisses me off the most is I Google all the time. There's, there's going to be someone out there listening that's going to be like, "No way, me too." But the rest of the people are just rolling their eyes and they don't understand what I'm talking about. Mm. I Google wooden watch list all the time because like I'm trying to see. I, I seriously do this throughout the season. I'm like, who who are some of the players I'm forgetting about? If I'm writing like a piece and I'm like, uh, Grayson Allen's one of the best shooters in college basketball. Do I have that right? Like who did I forget somebody? I'll always like Google wooden watch list. Yeah. Marcus Howard. Pull up a name. And uh, yeah, I I didn't actually mean Grayson. (laughs) I was the best shooter by the way. But when I Google wooden watch list, it always inevitably comes up a bunch of literal wooden watches. Oh, like on Amazon, I get wooden watch results on Amazon and it drives me nuts. And what I'm saying is we got to get rid of of the, of the wooden award. That that's my, that's my rant. So, Let's move forward, right? I mean, let's let's, <laughs> let's let's progress. I want to say the reason I think Kata Bates Dia, back to the original point, is not on the list is because hyphenated names have been held down for too long, Mark Titus. We don't want these yeah. hyphenates to, to move up in the world. We want to hold them back. All those names you mentioned before. Was Ethan Happ on the list? There's no way, right? No. no oh, okay, my good. God. If he was on the list. Because I, I was would... going to say, like, it just feels like these lists are already predetermined before they even come out anyway. Like, Joel Berry's on the list, obviously. Luke May is on the list because now he's, like, the face of North Carolina basketball. Uh, Devontae's on the if list. Ethan because, Happ was, yeah. If Ethan Happ was on the list and Kata Bates-Diop was not, I would drive to John Wooden's gravesite and dig up his body and just shove it in front of a computer and say, look, look at what you're attaching your name to, John. Fix this. Fix this shit. That that would Ethan Happ is not on the list. He could not be possibly be on the list. I just wanted to make sure because those lists. I, I don't trust any of those lists anyway. I, we'll figure it out on our own. Most of those watch lists and anything that's determined a watch list is an opinion, and most of those are you know throwaways anyway. Uh, let's talk about a guy that probably would have been on some lists. Uh, maybe bag acceptor of the year uh or, oh he's or, on some lists for he's sure. on some lists and that is brian bowen a guy that we we all know and love uh for his involvement in the louisville scandal the the man that brought down rick patino and the uh the tom jurich empire we we discussed on this podcast earlier in the year so brian bowen mark titus you've you've obviously seen this obviously seen this it, it has come out that he is going to be a south carolina gamecock 
He is going to go yep. to an Under Armour school, which is, I mean, if you're Adidas right now, you put down a hundred thousand dollar, you know, deposit, and you don't get any uh, receipts on this because he's going to go now to an Under Armour school to South Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, Frank Martin has vetted this whole process. He says he has the greatest. Um, like the greatest team. He, he said, sometimes there are good people that you work with. And sometimes you work with stars and uh, his compliance office at South Carolina, they're filled with stars. So congrats to the compliance department at uh, South Carolina. And this is from Ray Tanner, the, the uh, athletic director at uh, South Carolina. He said, we're a university that provides opportunities. And we felt in this case, in this case, obviously with Brian Bowen, uh, denying an opportunity wasn't the right thing to do. So we're moving forward with the process. Do the right thing, says Ray Tanner, mm-hmm. and all of us in college basketball. Congrats to Brian Bowen uh, for getting a new school to play basketball for. He has a 3.5 GPA at Louisville right now. Do you know this? Ooh, wow. Doing well in wow. school, Brian he, Bowen. I'm proud of is, you. He, I he, like student athletes, Mark Titus. I don't know about you. I, I do too. I don't like basketball players. I like student athletes. So help, help me understand this. How? <laughs> how, how? How does a man... So he got he got Rick Petito fired, Tom mm-hmm. Jurich fired. Mm-hmm. It, it was like single handed. I mean, I guess not single handedly. I guess like the hookers and that <laughs> thing played a part as well. Like it was kind of cumulative for Petino. Yes, but this was the straw that broke the back. Was that this man accepted a hundred thousand dollars? Well, the, it, it was it was that his dad already took the first deposit or the first payment for nineteen five. Right, that that was the first deposit that was put down. So he basically yeah. only nineteen thousand five hundred dollars. Mark Titus, we'll we'll be exact I don't, here. I, like, he can't possibly play at South Carolina, right? I mean, this is... Didn't, like, Enos Cantor have to sit out games because he took, like, like a Snickers bar when he was playing in Turkey when he was, like, six years old, and they said, well, you're professional technically, so we we, we have no idea what was going on there, so we can't... I mean, where's where's the discrepancy in this? Like, it's it's obvious that the man was taking... was was picking up bags that were dropped. I don't understand how this is, like, a... I mean, it's kind of cool that he's transferring. It made for a funny story that everyone that, especially the part where, and you'll have to explain this to me. Wasn't there a guy, wasn't one of the assistants that was arrested by the FBI linked to South Carolina? Yes. Or, you, or is this just like a loose tie? No, it was, was a this loose, something that people are trying to, it, yeah. It, he, I think he was at South Carolina prior. It's sort of like saying that, you know, Kevin Keats is involved in the Louisville situation, you know? It's like he was there as oh, things so were happening. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, that that's sort of a... I don't know. That's a little bit of a stretch for me to say that. But the, the right. so the funny thing about Brian Bowen to me is, you know, per NCAA transfer rules, he has to sit two semesters, right, before he can go play somewhere else. The best thing about yeah. South Carolina right now, so if you're South Carolina, you just got to say to yourself, well, whatever, we're going to get this kid. It's going to be fine. So he would technically have to sit out spring semester and fall of next year and then be able to play in the spring of 2019. That's when he could actually be active for South Carolina and be able to play. That's what you would think. You you, you would be fine with that. You know, if you get away right. with getting this kid, it's fine. He's going to miss the fall next year and be back in the spring. But apparently they're going to argue, Mark Titus, that he already sat out the fall of 2017. And so this <laughs> spring would be his second semester so that he could start playing as soon as next season starts. And let me just say this, South Carolina, I love the balls on you guys. I mean, just to, not just to take too. the transfer, but to, be, to, to now argue uh, uh, you know, about semantics on the situation. I, I'm really impressed. Frank, Frank Martin, what a man. Frank, Frank Martin is basically daring the NCAA to come to South Carolina and do something about it. He's like, <laughs> if, if you're going to tell me my guy can't play, I, you're going to have to tell, tell me to my face. And he knows that the NCAA is not going to want to do that. All I can <laughs> imagine is Frank Martin choking that. Mark Emmert out, like, you know, right, right, right as he walked in. Do you feel in control? And just 
fucking choking. In all, on, in all honesty, the NCAA is, we talked about this with the North Carolina case that was going on and how I, I defended the Tar Heels, um, not because I think nothing shady went on. It obviously did. It was just mm. that the NCAA did not have jurisdiction over this. Um, but the, the, the point I'm making in this case is that the, the NCAA exists solely for situations like this, where Brian Bowen is accepting cash. Like that's, this is the one thing that they actually can handle is cases of amateurism and, mm. and guys um, blatantly taking money. So I have no, like, I, I don't understand how this is possibly going to work well for South Carolina and how Bowen's going to get reinstated or, or is not even reinstated, just instated in the first place. Like I don't, I, it, it can't possibly work. And if it does, then I'm on board with the, I mean, I already think the NCAA has a ton of problems, but some of the stuff that people complain about with the NCAA, they just don't understand like what the NCAA is actually trying to do with some of the stuff. Like, like the, like when the Carolina decision comes in, everyone's like, Oh my God, the NCAA is so inept and corrupt and et cetera, et cetera. And, that wasn't the case. It was just that they didn't have jurisdiction. This is something that they have jurisdiction on. This is something that they were they literally exist for. And listen, I have nothing against South Carolina. Like, let the kid play. It it, it makes for fun content for you and I to talk about. I did. I, it really doesn't bother me at all if he can end up playing or not. I just I have no idea how it's going to actually work out that he's going to be able to play. That 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 seems completely impossible to me. I think so. I think the what's going to happen is none of this is going to matter. I think this is just a good move for South Carolina. I think it also points to the fact that South Carolina is more in play for Zion Williamson, who's going to commit on January twentieth, than most people are giving him credit for. I think this was a big splash to to land the, this Brian Bowen. I thought thing. he was going to Clemson. Well, I, I've heard, I've heard literally the, the best thing about recruiting in general is that everyone acts as if they know, but they, no one knows anything. And so, uh, you know, I've heard Clemson, I've heard Kentucky, I've heard South Carolina, I've heard Duke, I've heard North Carolina. So that means I've heard nothing. And Brian Bowen yeah. though, going to South it, Carolina and that announcement, I think is, is such a, you know, just a, I, I don't even, I think he could be a none and done. Like why, why doesn't Brian Bowen just work out at <laughs> South Carolina for three months and then declare for the NBA draft you know like he could easily what do about, that uh, why we always we we talk about the none and done guys like we thought Hamadou Diallo was going to do that uh Ennis Cantor already did do that uh-huh. um but what about a a nun and f- what about like I, I don't even know what the term would be why don't what about like what if Brian Bowen just stayed at South Carolina and never actually got eligible and spent four like you just said he's a good student what if he what if he stays on scholarship for four years and just gets a free education and <laughs> <laughs> decides he doesn't want to play in the NBA and he just like completely gamed the system. He's and just, he like, just yeah, like, yeah, I never really liked basketball. I always wanted to get a business yeah. degree and <laughs> thanks to the right. University of South Carolina's business school for getting me this degree. I'm really excited to go work for Accenture next year. Um, I can't wait. I just feel like th- that should just, be at the NCAA commercial. Just Brian Bowen right. there. He like rips up the $100,000 yeah. check. He throws the bag out and then he just, you know, <laughs> signs for his degree. There you go. He could be the biggest success story in NCAA history. <laughs> He's the this poster is, boy. I think you're right, though. I think this is like a uh, uh, this is Frank Martin just reminding people that South Carolina went to the Final Four last year. Yes, it's like, hey, we're not that good this year. No one cares about us. Uh, but we did go to the Final Four, and now we just got a five star recruit to commit. Don't 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 worry about the details. We got a five star to recruit on the heels of a Final Four appearance, and that's all you need to know. And that's uh. It's a savvy move by Frank Martin. Yeah, the I way the way I envision it is that he went to Zion Williamson's house for his like uh, in home visit, and Zion's like questions like, "But coach, why are you never getting five star guys to commit?" And he's like, "Yeah, just wait. Good point. I'll have just something wait. for you. I'll point. show you something, Zion. Zion. Just wait." We, you and I were talking about Zion, and uh, so if for the I know we have a lot of listeners that don't follow college basketball, and 
therefore certainly do not follow recruiting. But uh, would you say the two best non-committed recruits right now are Zion Williamson and uh, is it Zion Williamson or Zion Williams? I don't Zion, care about him because he's not on. It's Zion huh? Zion Williamson. Williamson, yeah, I don't care about him because again, I don't really follow recruiting. The only so the two the two best uncommitted recruits are Zion Williamson and Romeo Langford, mm-hmm. and Romeo Langford has to go to Indiana. It just has to happen. Um, so I I have my eye on Romeo Langford. That's the only reason I know anything about any of these recruits. And Zion Williamson has to go to North Carolina for Tay, or he's going to die. Um, and <laughs> you and I were both talking about these these two guys. <laughs> we, we were both talking the other day. That's my favorite thing about yeah. recruiting is just like the impact that it has on old people that like it should never care what an eighteen year old decides. Like if someone doesn't go there, I will literally die. It's like if this kid does not go to Dude, school. I, I like. Well, I just told you I, I don't even follow recruiting. Like I, th- I, this is the most I've followed recruiting in a long time. Is because because Indiana is trying to get back. Archie Miller's trying to build something. I played for Archie at Ohio State, so not only do I like Indiana because I like grew up an Indiana fan, but I love Archie Miller. I thought he was an awesome coach, and I really need him to land Ro- Romeo Langford. But you and I were talking about it that neither one of these guys are going to go to the schools that we want them to go to. It's just not happening. And I and I figured this out with, I had like an epiphany with Romeo that. He's purposely putting off his decision because he still plays high school basketball in Indiana, mm-hmm. and he knows that if he announces that he's going to Vanderbilt now, that he will just get destroyed everywhere he goes for the rest of his high school season. So I think I think he's basically waiting to win the state championship, and then when they're interviewing him, and they're like, dang, Romeo, you played well out there. He had 46 points. You're one of the all-time legends in Indiana high school history. We, we just loved how you were playing, and... and Talk, talk us through that game. You're like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about how I'm going to Vanderbilt, bitch. And then just drops the mic and walks out. And like all, all of Conseco Fieldhouse or Banker's Life, whatever it's called these days, is just like throwing beer cans at him and booing him and stuff. I think that's how it's going to happen because he's smart enough to know that you can't play high school basketball in Indiana and be the top recruit and already committed to somewhere else. So that's that's my rant. Is, is that You get the same vibe on Zion Williamson. Like he's purposely putting off making the decisions until the last second so you can kind of like sneak in there and go to Clemson or something? Yeah, I thought the... So Zion, everyone thought he was going to commit but in the last signing period. Everyone thought that he was going to commit because he said he wanted to commit before his final season of basketball. So he visited all these schools. Like, he came to Carolina. He sat with Phil Ford at a game. Everyone was talking about how great of a weekend he had. And it, he got told he could wear number 12. Now the new thing is if you're like a prestigious blue blood, you tell whatever recruit that you will let them wear some famous jersey. Like, with Marvin Bagley at Duke, Danny Ferry said that he could wear 35. You know, like, Phil Ford was... Like you can wear twelve at North Carolina. No one's worn twelve since Phil Ford did, and so Zion, you know, that's Zion's number, and everyone was freaking out about that. So when he left that weekend, there were a lot of people that thought that he was going to commit to North Carolina and just be done with it because yeah. you know he had fallen in love. But then he doesn't do anything. No one hears anything, and then that's automatically a red flag. To he's definitely not going to. And I think now it's going to go the opposite way. I think he actually is going to commit to a school in South Carolina, whether it's Clemson or South Carolina. And he's going to be the hero. Like when he does this on January 20th, yeah, absolutely. he's going to be a soloed you know, person. Everyone will be tuning in. It'll be on ESPN when he actually does commit. Drake's going to be involved somehow. I'm sure he's going to make some weird cipher about he's, Zion's future and you know what it means to rap in basketball when it happens or something stupid like that. And then uh, you know, people are going to go crazy. And especially if he picks South Carolina or Clemson, I just don't know what will happen. But... I still think Kentucky's a real big dark horse because, like I said, I was telling you, I was playing out all those scenarios of where he could go, and then I was like, it's the same thing as Kevin Knox. I played out a million ways where he could have gone to Florida State, he could have gone to Carolina, he could have gone to Duke. And then it's like, well, no, he's just going to go to Kentucky because he can start from day one. 
They don't have many. Kentucky's had a kind of a bad yeah. recruiting class in 2018. They've missed out on a bunch of guys to Duke. So if they get Zion, he's the face of their class. I, I just I, I feel like Kentucky's the real dark horse there, even though they're not. They're a powerhouse. He's he's from South Carolina, right? Yes. Is that what you said? Yes, he's from Spartanburg, yeah. Spartanburg I, I will South never, Carolina. Listen, I hope I hope Roy Williams gets the first ever one and done guy that he's ever had in his life. Um I I don't know if that's actually true. Other than Tony like Bradley. Boys. Oh, Tony Bradley. <laughs> Brandon Wright, right? Yeah, Brandon He's Wright, Tony Bradley. Um I I I for your sake, I hope I hope you get this guy, but I will never begrudge anybody for staying in state. No. Like I, I think that's awesome. Especially I don't know. Just especially guys from states that aren't basketball heavy like like a South Carolina or a Clemson, you know, like that'd be awesome. I remember I never begrudge guys like this. So. When can when Contavious Caldwell Pope committed to Georgia? I thought that was like the coolest thing ever when it happened. And I thought he was going to be really good because yeah. I watched him in, in high school a little bit. And I was like, this guy, McDonald's All-American, going to stay home at Georgia. He's going to change that whole program. And now I watch him in L.A. and he can't throw the ball off the backboard. So, you know, that's the uh, all things come full circle, that's folks. Your, that's your recruiting update. So for those of you listening who don't care about recruiting and you're and this is all you need to care about is just just troll Tate and I. Just wait for Romeo Langford and Zion Williamson to make their decisions. And when it's not North Carolina and Indiana, just... We'll never just, talk just about it again. Us. That's, well, yeah, we will. They're dead to us. I hate them. I've, al- I've always hated them. <laughs> never liked this game. Do uh, cert- certain colleagues of ours that would... uh Yeah, we're... <laughs> What he's not on my team anymore? I don't like him. I never liked him. Oh, that's my favorite. It, my, the the full one eighty is just hard to come back on when you when yeah. you talk about it on air like we do. Put your opinions out there, hey, and then just be like, I, I never really liked him. It's just so speaking weird. of speaking of Brian Bowen and uh, the hundred thousand dollar thing. Did you see Patino? Our our two of our favorite coaches to ever grace a college basketball sideline mm-hmm. were involved in a little brouhaha as. Uh, Kevin Stallings, we talked about this on the pod where they played at Louisville. Their pit's getting their ass kicked, and mm-hmm. Kevin Stallings says, at least I didn't pay my guys $100,000 as though that was you know, going to be the and, a fatal blow and, to the Louisville fans. And he had the chance to clarify it in the, press, in the, in the post-con, post-game conference, you know, Kevin Stallings did. When they asked him, he could have at least led to, you know, they said some sort of slur or about my team or about my family or threatened me or something like something to be like this right. warranted the yeah. response. But instead, the- he's like, no, no more questions. <laughs> so Stallings does that. He says, at least I didn't pay my guy a hundred thousand dollars, but I, you know, he, he left off the part where he's like, but I did block a transfer to North Carolina and I am, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I, I do have these other problems, but, uh, Patino hears about this. Rick Patino, he, He's a man who cannot go away. Mm. He will not go away. No. He uh he 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 calls Rick uh, Rick Pitino calls Kevin Stallings quote and I quote a jackass in response to these comments. And I just I just uh I love that Rick Pitino is still a thing. Tate, that's he, that's really all I wanted to say. Is that what, this man what else will not can go he away. do though? And, and the best thing about it, so he. It, and you can write me if, if I'm wrong here. The way that this got reported, it wasn't like Rick Pitino's in an interview on TV. N- none of that. He texted someone, right? Or a reporter. I think it was, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I think he texted John Ramsey. Oh. Uh, here it is. He texted. No, I don't like that story. I don't like that story. He texted a media <laughs> personality in, in Louisville, John Ramsey, and, and, he, and this guy tweeted it out and said, Rick Pitino said I could say this on the record. He is a jackass. 
So like that was all this oh, was. But he literally. Oh. He, so Rick Pitino texted this guy and just said, mm. "Kevin Songs is a jackass. You can put it on the record." Mm. And then it led to a tweet. That's how far Rick Pitino has fallen. He went from Marty, whatever his name is, on ESPN, coming to Louisville to watch his practice and do a full featured segment earlier this summer to now he puts out all of his messages via tweet of some random media celebrity in Louisville. Kentucky. Hold on. So I, I I went back and forth. You you told me that he just it was just a text. So then I was like, oh, so we're blowing this out of proportion. Maybe he was just texting his butt, you know, like texting a reporter he knew, and then the reporter took it public. But Patino actually said, "You can put this on record." Yes, that was the tweet. Oh, that's then 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 I'm back. I'm back to saying Rick's got to go away. Like, cause he if he 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 knew what he was doing. This is Rick's got to go away. Just go away, Rick Patino. Just you and Bob Knight get together and just complain to each other about how wronged you were and and. <laughs> Start let's, a podcast. Yeah, let's and just get, don't don't turn the microphones oh. off. We, we need to set that up. Get bring bring a Rick Pitino Bob Knight podcast to the Ringer Podcast Network and like put them in the studio and don't even turn the microphones on and just let them go <laughs> at it for like two hours about how they hate Indiana and Louisville. Let's and then just be like, wow, guys, that was really good. It'd be like uh, on the Office when Ryan Howard set up the blog for Creed <laughs> and he was just typing in Microsoft Word. <laughs> He's like, you gotta That's see what this stuff to that for, they're saying, man. It's crazy. <laughs> That's what we need to do for Knight and Patino is just just be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and when I hit this button, you're going to be broadcast to the whole world. And okay, now everybody's listening. Go ahead and talk, guys. And yep. literally nobody's listening. The that's best what, part is they would treat it like radio. Guys. They would never stop or anything. They would just keep going. <laughs> like, where are the ads? <laughs> oh, God. That's so good. Uh, we should call it the Dark Knights and just see what happens. Uh, I, I'm still holding hope out for Patino go to Pepperdine and be the Pepperdine Patinos. But we don't know if that'll ever happen. Uh, one can only hope. Another thing, fun coaches. Speaking of coaches, Patrick Ewing, Chris Mullen at MSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Did you see the picture I, that they I, put out of Pat Ewing? He has the exact same outfit he, he had on the last time he played as a player for the Knicks. Huge oh, leather jacket, yeah, uh, iPhone uh-huh. earbuds in. So great. All I saw, yeah, was that the, was Mullen with him? Yeah, and Mullen was wearing like the hoodie. Yeah, basically, it was basically a photo shoot of Chris Mullen and Patrick Ewing, and then they played basketball afterwards. Right. Both those guys are still basketball players. Yes. There's a very fine line between being a basketball coach and a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And it, like, there's a, there's a way you carry yourself when you're a basketball player. And by that, I mean, you basically just wear s- sweatsuits all the time. <laughs> and co- coaches have to wear ties. But if you ask either one of those guys, like, what what is your role in basketball? The the first thing they'd say is like I'm a basketball player. Yes. And you're rolling you're you're rolling your eyes and saying, well, of course they're Hall of Famers and that's what they're known best for. But if you're a coach, like that's it's very different in how you carry yourself. And neither one of those guys carry themselves like think of themselves as coaches. They think of themselves as former players who are just going to be do like this former player. Th- thing where I'm just going to, you know, show up to practice and all these guys look up to me. Meanwhile, none of these guys I'm coaching were even born when I was in my prime, but that doesn't matter. I'm I'm still a legend and just kind of kiss some babies and go back to my alma mater and, and do that thing. Mm-hmm. And they have not embraced coaching. And I, I, I think it's hilarious. I love it. I, I love it at the end of the game. Like, the 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 very last possession, St. John's doesn't even get a shot off, and <laughs> my Mullen's just like that shit happens, I guess. And I, I, I shake hands. I take offense to the Patrick Ewing about the coaching thing because my my favorite thing is that Pat Ewing is impersonating a coach. He's like doing things that coaches yeah. do because he knows that's what a coach is supposed to do, like pointing oh, so out and like trying? calling people in, like come here, come here. But then when they get there, he's just oh, like, yeah, "What I are you guys that. doing?" It's like, Coach, what are we supposed <laughs> to be doing? I don't know. You haven't told us anything. Have you ever shot that shot? (laughs) 
So you're saying he's trying to be a coach? He just doesn't. He just can't. He can't shake the the player out of him. I don't know. You can't be. He's like mimicking what he thinks a coach is supposed to do, or what they've done to him in the past. But then when they get to the yeah. like nuts and bolts of the situation, he has no nothing to say. It's uh, it's yeah. so fun. I'm having a great time. Yeah. Did you see? It's great for the Big East. The, it was a garbage game, but it was like the the um, it it became a close game. I mean, it's garbage game because both teams are terrible, but it became like a close game, and then everyone was just foaming at the mouth because Patrick Ewing and Chris Mullen in the Garden, the old Big East hate. We love the old Big East. Oh, it just it, it took me back. It took like I I closed my eyes. And I was listening. I heard the announcer say we're in the Garden, and he mentioned Mullen. You mentioned Ewing, and I was just like, oh my god, I, it feels like it's the mid '80s again. And I'm not even born yet, and I, I love it. Well, it folks, awesome. we got a battle on the blocks tonight. Did you see? Yeah, that's. By the way, the did you see the uh, the rematch between Georgetown and St. John's? Is a uh, um, Georgetown's doing a promotion called Actual Reality Night? Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Why Jay Leno voice? <laughs> why, why didn't they just call it Reality Night? Or uh, I mean, what is actual reality? So, first of all, it doesn't even like when you hear actual reality, you think that we've been in some sort of simulation or something. I don't. I don't know what they're talking about. What, what does that mean? From the from the same school that brought you the Monstars Space Jam promotion, <laughs> where it was like we're gonna have one of the stars of the movie here, and it was like, yeah, it's your coach. Your coach, coach is gonna be sitting outside. <laughs> the same school that brought you that is bringing you the actual reality night, and here are the details uh. tape. It's, this only applies to one section in Georgetown's arena, um, so it's not the whole arena. But there's like they're blocking off a section, and this is if you have a ticket in this arena, your cell phones are going to be banned. Mm. You cannot pull your cell phone out at any point. I, I don't know if you have to like give them to the usher as you get there or what, but cell phones are banned. Um, paper tickets only, so you can't have a, a, a ticket on your phone. You can't be in the in the in 2018 and using all those. Fancy apps that the kids these no days use. No barcodes, folks. Um, Straight tickets. Here, so so far it's like okay, I, I that's it's whatever. I don't cool whatever. <laughs> I don't really care. But here's where it gets interesting, Tate. Stay with me. Mm. They're going to have hello, my name is blank name tags, and everyone has to wear one to to encourage face to face interaction, like it's a speed dating or something. <laughs> yeah, this sounds very problematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're going to have at halftime. They're going to print out stats and bring them to everybody on pieces of paper. And it says on the on the promotion, it said that the stats would be delivered quote by a human. So lest anyone think that robots are going to be delivered, they're not going to fly drones and have them drop the stats in. They're going to have actual human beings hand you the stats. <laughs> the, the typical um, Amazon Alexis that gives all the stats to the fans is now not going to provide right. it. Yes, of course. Right. Okay. And then um, there's going to be a Polaroid photo station, which oh. I don't even know what that entails. But they're they're taking pictures, which seems like a little too much technology for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um. I, It'd be better. I would if rather they had, have someone. You know, one of the sketch artists that they just had a sketch artist and they drew you. <laughs> that would be better. Uh. And finally, they're going to have a letter slash postcard writing station, so you can <laughs> write back home and deliver it by. And then, and then you put it in the little knapsack attached to the donkey, and he runs it across the country in, in 30 days. Is this like the Pony Express? Could you imagine how weird yeah. that would be if you sent a letter from the Georgetown game to one of your family members? It's like, I'm here at the Georgetown so that, game. I can't use my cell phone. They just took a weird picture of me. I've had to talk to 18 strangers I never would talk to before. Here's a letter. It's like, what what is happening God, right now? God God bless the Georgetown. I I'll be honest. Like, I... I kind of go both ways with technology. Like I can tell I'm getting old because I've gotten that way. Like I've, I've said many times to my friends that I'm going to get rid of my cell phone and just get a landline because I I've, I've, 
I've become that old man where I'm like, there's just too much. Yeah. There's too many. There are way too many ways for people online to call me an asshole. Yes. Like I got, I, you could do it on Facebook. You can do it on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram. <laughs> you can email me like at three different accounts. You can text me if you, if you have my number somehow, it's like, this is, this is too much. I, it's all too much. But then again, um, I got my brother a, uh, a virtual reality headset for Christmas Ooh. and we've been messing around with it. Dude. I'm I'm all in on the virtual reality thing, so I'm like I'm living I'm a, I'm a man of two minds on this stuff, Tate. I just so I, I I'm gonna be so it. weirded out if I uh, uh, do you watch uh, Black Mirror? Have you have you seen any of these new Black? Yeah, Mirrors? yeah, sure. Of uh, yeah, the the first one when when he's like in the game and everything, uh, and it's like his whole yeah. reality and that's his whole life. He just he's sitting at a computer, but he's in this whole world. It's like a Star Trek knockoff. I won't ruin it, you know, because I'm sure people haven't seen it yet. But just that whole idea. Won't you just get super fat like in real life, and then you just I, yeah, I, you know, like I don't understand. Dude, I'm I'm telling you, my my brother bought Skyrim, yeah, just because we googled like what are the cool VR games, and he has Skyrim on PlayStation, and we got this like a week and a half ago. This thing is is blowing my. I'm I'm gonna play it all weekend. Like if 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 there's a good game that happens this weekend, and I don't see it, my brother's out of town, so he let me borrow his PlayStation. Um and and oh my god, I'm. I'm going to get balls deep and some uh, slaying some dragons. Like you, you hold like the sticks in your hand and they're like actual swords and you yeah. just like walk around and you look around and someone walks up to you and you just like st- stab them and you, you, I don't know. It's, it's amazing. So <laughs> what I don't is, know. What is this game? What it was called? Skyrim. You fight hey. dragons with swords. What are you talking about? Yeah, The nerds, the nerds listening. will let you know. We get it. Tweet oh, at you. God. Let's, uh, I'm a new, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about all the, all the great stuff happening in college basketball. Buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there is a simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event, except the uh, the Georgetown game against St. John's, it sounds like. Mm. No, uh, mm. They're doing paper tickets only. Yep. But, uh, whether you're whether you're catching your favorite musician on tour, shopping for the perfect gift, or searching for a last-minute deal to see your favorite team, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and just with, with a few taps, I can instantly find seats. Tate, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. Uh, I, I used it just the other day to go to the Ohio State-Maryland game on Thursday. Um, Ohio State, again, is great. I'm going to use it. I, I, I only get certain number of tickets, freebies from from the Ohio. I, I you know when I ask Ohio State for tickets, I gotta I gotta play that smart. You can't ask for free tickets all the time, so I turn to SeatGeek when I don't want to uh, don't want to ruffle any feathers with the new Ohio State program. Yeah, very, so very I can good, be anywhere. Very good guy move for Mark Turgeon to put up sixty nine points in that game. Good for him. Very nice, Mark Turgeon. Uh, SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals, and you get the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek rigs every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Ooh, $20 off. Interesting. $20 off. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code OSP today. That's promo code OSP for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Maybe maybe those of you living in South Bend want to watch uh, Notre Dame beat the Tar Heels on Saturday. Mm. Uh, here you go. You get a $20 SeatGeek. Just enter code uh, OSP. SeatGeek, right seat right now, right from your phone. I will say this: uh, Clippers tickets the other night. They were playing the Hawks. Uh, they were going for one dollar on SeatGeek. So I was I I was going to use the promo code OSP and to you, get twenty dollars off. 
But if I'm only paying one dollar, what happens? You know what happens? I don't know. You you buy what you do is you you do like the UCLA d- lady did, and you buy twenty seats. You're and right. Then whenever anybody comes and tries to sit in them, you yell at her. You're right. You I'd have so my own section. I would seats. make people write letters <laughs> to sit in this section. Only use paper tickets, and I would be just like our Georgetown Hoya fans. Uh, What's going on outside of college basketball? Well, actually, what's going on inside college basketball? Texas beat TCU in two overtimes. Um, before we get into that, just Andrew Jones diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, they they basically played this game on his behalf. They they held up his jersey. Ozakowski held up his jersey at the end. Um, it was it was a yeah, great was cool. moment and a and a cool win for Texas and Shaka Smart. But beyond all the the sympathetic and, and sweet stuff that happened on the floor, Jalen Fisher blew it. Yeah, good guy of the week, Jalen Fisher. I know we're not doing good guys of the week, but that was a that was a good guy move. That Andrew Jones gets diagnosed with leukemia, then Jalen Fisher of TCU has the wide open shot. He he a layup at the buzzer, wide open. Um, and and his momentum carry. He was going too fast, and he throws it off the backboard and hits off the front of the rim and misses it for the win. Um, but yeah, it was a good guy move, Tate. You can't you can't beat Texas on the same day that one of their players gets diagnosed with leukemia. I mean, that's just you can't do that. So. Shout out to Jalen Fisher for that. Yeah, that was very nice of him. Very smart, very savvy move. Um, I w- I want to talk about this because there there was some buzz on Twitter about it that on the last podcast you said the offense cannot the North Carolina offense cannot run through Luke May, and Luke May then proceeded against Boston College to have thirty two points and eighteen rebounds. And mm. I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. I'd be doing our our listeners a disservice if I didn't call you out on this or and or give you an opportunity to clarify your thoughts and and how you reconcile you basically said last week Luke May is, is butt cheeks <laughs> North Carolina is much better when he's not on the floor mm. and then the man goes out and has 32 and 18 so how do you reconcile those two facts Tate well what I said last week was North Carolina had to start Cam Johnson and use the death lineup which I called it the death lineup you laughed at me when I said this and what did, what did what did old Roy do? He listened to the podcast. He thought to himself, "Well, shucks, I might as well put in Cam Johnson. Why not? Why don't we try something new?" And he and he and he dips out on Garrison Brooks. I didn't want to call out Garrison Brooks last week. He's a freshman. I believe he has a chance to be better. I didn't want to say it was all his fault, but it was definitely all his fault. He gets out. Cam Johnson spreads the floor. Luke May has all the room in the world. He puts up thirty two and eighteen. The first time anyone had scored over thirty points in the D Dome since your boy Tyler Zeller in uh, twenty twelve. Um, shout out to Tyler Zeller. Uh, no no one even talks about him anymore, but I love that guy. Um, so Luke May does that. I'm real pumped. I'm pumped about the new starting lineup. My favorite Luke May thing that I learned this week, Mark Titus, he's on a podcast called Tobacco Row Podcast. Uh, and he's on his Tyler Hansrow and Gerald Harrison's podcast. Um, he's on it this week with them, and, and he's doing his interview, and Hansrow is asking him about dealing with Duke players. When, when does he see Duke players? Are they around in Chapel Hill? Most Duke players come over to Chapel Hill because they're trying to you know holler at girls because there are none at Duke that, that they usually tend to deal with. But anyways, Luke May says his one experience with seeing a Duke player is uh, Jason Tatum, and he was with Justin Jackson at the time. And Mark Titus, do you, know, you want to know where he saw Jason Tatum? This is the only time he had seen a Duke player out in the wild outside outside of the court. Where? Outback Steakhouse. And let me just say right now, <laughs> if Luke May going to Outback Steakhouse doesn't make more sense, I mean, that makes the most sense of anything in the world. And he said, I quote, I love Outback Steakhouse. And when I heard that, oh I was God. like, this is just a grinder. This is just a, a dude that loves playing basketball, eating Outback, eating some cheese fries. 
eating some blooming onions. And I'm Team Luke oh, May. I always believed in Luke May. Don't listen. Don't listen to all this, you know, backlash about me talking junk about him. And definitely don't go listen to the last <laughs> podcast because I, I, none of that was true. That was just me trying to motivate Luke May to be a better man, and he delivered. Good job, Luke May. Uh, so I, I, when you said you learned something about Luke May, I thought you were going to say you learned he's a walk on. Did you know that he used to be a walk on? He used to be. Uh, by the, by the way, I, he didn't I, actually I, used to be I a walk on. Can I debunk right? that? Luke May was never yeah, a walk on. Please do. Luke May was never right. a walk on. That that is not true. Anyone that says that to you that Luke May was a walk on is a blatant liar. And tell them that. And just yell at them. You're listen, a liar. As a walk on myself, I I'm offended that of the appropriation. You know <laughs> that Luke May is trying to. I I will support walk ons to my death, but you, you know I I have nothing against Luke May. And to be to be fair, he's not the one doing this. It's Dick Vitale. Yes. In the Virginia game, I rewatched the Virginia game the other day. I don't really know why. I just kind of. I, I don't know. I, I just I was rewatching it, and the amount of times they brought up Luke May being a walk on was just mind blowing. And anyway, Luke May would so. be the starting power forward on Notre Dame right now. Had he gone to Notre Dame, he would be the starting power you know, forward on Gonzaga. Had he gone to Gonzaga, he'd be the starting power right. forward on Clemson. Had he gone to Clemson, all schools had offered him scholarships, and he was you know basically deciding whether to go there or not. The only reason he was preferred is because North Carolina in the class of 2015 had some other guys they thought that were going to commit so they would be over on scholarship. That was the only reason he wouldn't have had a scholarship ever. None of those guys committed, as is prone to happen in the one-and-done era, and Luke May came on full ride the entire time. So anyone that says that, looking at you, Dick Vitale, is wrong. You know who is a walk-on? Is Brad Calipari. And he's the best walk on in the in the nation. Did you see, did you the, see this? Did you see uh, his so Megan Calipari, his sip, his sister? I follow her on the uh, on the social medias. She tweets, "Please mm. keep Brad, please keep Brad in." Brad Calipari. He gets in. He has actual minutes in a big game. What do we think about Brad? I mean, I his head is a little disproportionate to his body, but I'm a big fan. I like I like that he's definitely going to become a rapper <laughs> at some point in his career. I'm pulling for him. His head is his head is disproportionate. What do we think? Of, what do we think about Brad? And your first thought is his head is disproportionate. Which, by the way, you're not wrong. But that was that was what. So, uh, I, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the game. Kentucky sucks. I've said this since the Champion Classic. I they're not good basketball <laughs> players. They have good. They have good athletes. They're very. I want to like. I'm a broken record with this. Mm. Like. They're long and athletic, and they suck at basketball. But <laughs> sometimes, be, sometimes being long and athletic is all you really need to win basketball games in college basketball. Because newsflash: a lot of college basketball players suck at basketball. Yep. So I'm, I, you know, like I, but I, I was out on Kentucky from the Champions Classic. Like I've been watching a few of their games here and there, but I was not watching this game. Uh, Texas A&M is is not doing hot right now. They've, they're in last place in the SEC. Have not won an SEC game. They were top five. Supposed to win the SEC. I I, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to win the SEC like uh, when like uh, middle of December or something. Yep. Um, they seem like the best team in the SEC. So there there were a lot of reasons to not care about this game. But I saw Matt Jones, <clears throat> friend of the program, pretty much the only. I have I have to condense my Kentucky following to one person, and I pick him because he's Kentucky sports radio, and he sort of represents the fan base. And I saw him tweet something like, uh, "Kentucky fans, stop." telling brad to shoot we actually need him this game this isn't this isn't the end of a blowout this this is actually important minutes we we do not want him to shoot he tweeted something along those lines i was laughing my ass off at that because apparently he checks into the game and all the fans are like shoot it like like kentucky's up by 40 with a minute left and that was not the case (laughs) but brad calipari got first half minutes in a game and then kentucky goes on to uh 
just get a little home cooking. And um, you see that the I did see that last play that uh, Winnie and Gabriel basically tackled Tyler Davis. Yeah, as the ball was. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Uh, it's it's a. Did you see John Calipari's toughness sheet? No. What, what's that? I I have no idea, but I I saw a bunch of people like talking about John Calipari's toughness sheet as if it was like an understood thing. And I'm still not sure quite what it is other than a list of like, you're trying to, it's an immaturity thing basically. And like Calipari, you're trying to get on his list. You know how on the office, Robert California, he makes that weird list with like the names on each side. Oh yeah. yeah. And he like erases (laughs) it and puts you on the other side. And you're not really sure what the list means. I think that's what John Calipari has. And like right now only Brad's on one side and everyone else is on the right side. And you're trying to figure out how to get on the left side. That's what I'm guessing it is. I'm not sure. I still didn't quite get to the bottom of it, but uh, yeah, that's that's apparently he said he has a toughness sheet, and it, it sounds like a checklist more so than anything. But I don't know. It, it, it weirded me out, and uh, you know that that's all happening at Kentucky. That's all I had. That's my Kentucky hey, update. All right. Speaking of, uh, we we got to update the people on this too. We it's time for the uh, Billy Preston mystery. Play play the music, Kyle. All right, Tate. So I don't know if you saw this, but mm. there is a Kansas Twitter account who has it's an anonymous guy. It's like like his his name is like Kansas Super Kansas fan or something like that. I I'm not even going to give the guy a shout out. Like I'm not going to say his actual username because he for fear of but, yeah yeah he may yeah. he may have deal with some stuff in Lawrence if so. But this was this was the story on the Billy Preston. This is the update on the Billy Preston mystery. This this particular Kansas Twitter account has cracked the case. He he had this theory. He says that Oliver Luck, who was the West Virginia, was the athletic director of West Virginia that hired Bob Huggins, and wrote into Bob Huggins' contract that every time Huggins beats Kansas, he gets twenty five thousand dollars. Also, um, also Luck, father of Andrew Luck. For people that don't know, father father of Andrew Luck. Oliver Luck is now the regulatory executive vice president of the NCAA. And according to this Kansas Twitter account, this is a new position that apparently brings like all the eligibility enforcement in the NCAA under one roof, and mm-hmm. he's the head of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how true this is. The guy, the guy laid out this theory through like a, a, a Microsoft word. He like he, he looked like he was using like it, he would copy and paste images into a Microsoft Word thing, and then like screenshot it. It, it was very hastily done. And then uh, my favorite part is at the bottom. He said sources, and he he put links, but you can't actually click the links. He couldn't just put like <laughs> that's the best the name of the website. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Who knows how true this? But but back to the theory. Oliver Luck is apparently the head of like all the eligibility things now at NCA. Mm-hmm. I I don't really give a shit to care to to fact check <laughs> that, but. Uh, his theory is this, that Oliver Luck is purposely keeping Billy Preston and Sylvia D'Souza, who as is the guy that Kansas just had reclassify, another big guy that is not going to actually matter even if he does make the court, but Kansas fans are, are whipped into a frenzy about him. Um, Oliver Luck is purposely keeping these guys ineligible until Kansas plays at West Virginia on Monday because he wants West Virginia to beat Kansas, which I'm on board with, but I don't really understand how like the $25,000 Huggins bonus works. Like he, he likes Huggins. So he wants Huggins to get the bonus. I'm, I'm not really following the logic with all of that, but um, my man has cracked the case that basically West Virginia has, has, has a mole in the NCAA that's, <laughs> that's pulling the strings on all of this. 
Do you think your there, reaction? Do you think there's any way that you know Bobby Hugs is? Yeah, uh, he, he pays out Oliver Luck a little bit for this, you know, because he he's the one that gave him the incentive in the oh, first place. No, he he pays Bill Self, so he pays. Oh, okay. That's exact. Yeah, Bill Bill Self loses at West Virginia every year because Bob Huggins gives him some of the money for the bonus, and he loses at Oklahoma State because it's his alma mater. Yes, yes. That's those are those genius. Are, those moves. are the places they always lose. Yeah, cause, yeah. Because he knows he's going to win anyway. He's going to win the Big Twelve no matter what, so it, it, it's right. not a problem. But, but so my question with the Billy Preston with all this stuff is, I, I still don't understand like why Billy Preston is out. I, I that hasn't been explained to me. Is it like an academic thing? Is it a is it a bag dropping situation? And more importantly, if he didn't get in that car wreck, what would any would 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 he be playing now? Exactly, it's the car. The whole thing is about the car, how he had the car. What? But they already what what happened with yeah? What happened with this wreck? Did Oliver maybe Oliver Luck had something to do with this wreck? <laughs> maybe that's the conspiracy. You know, like why is this wreck Gilmore so when they hired the guy to like ruin his whole day? Like Oliver Luck hired someone to go find Billy Preston yeah. on the campus, wreck into his car, and then have to deal with this whole situation. Uh, yeah, so that way, that, so that way, Bob Huggins yeah, can make twenty five thousand dollars. Yes, exactly. It all comes full circle. That, <laughs> this all checks out. If, if I put the pieces together, this all makes sense. Uh, my, by the way, yeah. by the way, twenty five thousand dollars to like Huggins is absolutely nothing. Yes, and I, I, I love that. That's like a like Huggins probably doesn't even realize he get he 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 probably knows at this point because people bring it up to him, but. I guarantee Bob Huggins has twenty five thousand dollars in poker chips and a pair of sweatpants he has thrown in his hamper right now. Like that's that's <laughs> I don't know, it, dude. And that's just one down payment to Brian Bowen. You know that's nothing. Uh, <laughs> that's literally nothing. My my thing is we're, as you were saying this whole story, I can't get over this guy Silvio De Sosa. I don't know why, but every time I hear his name, Silvio De Sosa, all I think about is, you know, Inglorious Bastards, Dominic De Coco. Every single time when I hear Silvio De Sosa, because <laughs> I don't know how to say his name, but his name is so interesting to me. It's like the only thing I know about the guy is Silvio De Sosa. And I just, it just rings in my head. I get so distracted by it. Who is this person? Where did he come from? Who I, is he? I know he's a five star. Who is but your like, daddy? And yeah, what does he do? Like, what is going on? Where is he from? How is he going to play this year? I thought he was like 17 years old, but then apparently he's ready to play. I don't know. I don't understand where all these Kansas guys keep coming from. But Billy Preston will be back. I, I am very sure of that, that he will play this year. And probably will. DeSosa will probably play too. So Kansas fans, everything's going to happen. I actually think so too. Yeah, there's I, no I way. I think it'd be, it'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious if the NCAA actually did clear them on Tuesday morning after the West Virginia game. After Kansas loses by like 25 at West <laughs> Virginia. And then and then the next morning they get cleared. Just, to, just to troll all the Kansas fans that... Think that, which by the way, I, I don't think Kansas fans actually believe this theory. I they, they, no. they're not that stupid. No, they're no. not. And also, let's be honest: if they do, if and when they both do come back or show up for the first time for this Kansas team, I can't wait until the committee is putting the you know the seating together, and all the Kansas fans are going to argue that all the games prior to them, you know, you can throw those out. We we didn't have our full yeah. team. You can throw those games out. Now it's our real team. So uh, that'll all happen. Should we do our new segment that that we've been pitched? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna start a new segment. Um, and this this was a an idea given to us by by one of the listeners of of One Shining Podcast. Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to like blow his spot up too much and like you know I I don't know how to play this. I never know how to play like the uh, public shoutouts because I used to I used to do this and when I would write mailbags like on my blog, I would put people's name in the mailbag and be like, hey man, here's here's a shout out so you can show your friends that you were mentioned in a blog that a thousand people in the world read or something. Um, and then I, I got like backlash from people like, dude, you can't, don't, don't put me in there. I'm supposed to, you know, I, I, 
I have no idea why it was a problem, but people <laughs> had a problem. Anyway, I don't know. I, My mom doesn't want to know is, I read blogs. Ah, Right. Yeah. The guy's name is Ben. Ben, if you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not going to give out more information than that, but know that we love you and we appreciate the idea. Ben's idea was Thank this. Thank you, Ben tape. Simmons. That we should, yeah, Ben Simmons. Uh, Ben's idea was that we should talk about manager stories on the podcast. And I was a little hesitant to do this because that's sort of Jay Billis's thing. Like he always talks about how important managers are. But then I realized back to the whole Luke May walk on appropriation. Jay Billis was never a manager. Yeah. What, may, what gives him the right to be the, the voice of the managers? You know who was a manager? Yours truly. Mark I Titus. was a manager. Yes. I was a manager for two weeks at Ohio State. Yes. And was fired like, promptly. I was I was fired. Yes. Very quickly. But I have two never heard of my any tenure. manager being fired ever in my life. Because usually it's just like, just show up and clean the towels, dude. And Mark Titus yeah. fired and it led to you becoming a star player on the team. Unbelievable I, I, story. I swear to God. I'm not saying this for comedic effect. It's 100% true. I would not be talking to you today if I did not get fired from my manager position at Ohio State. Uh, so anyway, the new segment we want to do is we call it the we we tentatively are calling it like the Manager Chronicles. We'll come up with a better name. We although will we we we, we talked about this. At the we're top we're of the not show. good at names. It's, Just leave us alone. It's coming up with names. Our thing. Oh, um, or someone within our company will come up with a better name. We'll put it that way. It's called the, uh, it's called the Ringers Manager Chronicles. And what, what we want you to do is we we know that there are managers listening. We know that there are coaches listening. Uh, actually, Tate, I don't know if I told you this, but I had a coach. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll put it this way. I had someone on staff at one of the programs that you and I talk about um, that we, we talk about semi-frequently mm. uh, call me. He got my number somehow and he called me and basically was like, hey, dude, I, 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 I listened to the pod. Like, why are you calling me? me a bag man and i was like well it's, <laughs> i don't know how to explain it. it's 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 a term of endearment coach he's like it's not really a term of endearment and where i'm from and, and i got i got pretty much cussed out for for calling a guy a bag man and i was laughing my ass off because the guy was like i listen to your pod but i was like well, you, you clearly don't because if you did you would know that i don't know um but anyway, we want we want to hear your manager stories. We want to hear from the managers, and we and Tate and I are going to pick out our our favorite manager stories every week and talk about because we because the managers. I don't know if this is well known by people. Jay Billis tries to make it well known, but the managers are like the coolest people on oh, every sure. basketball team for sure. They're amazing. When I when I was actually a player at Ohio State, I would I would hang out with the managers more than the the actual players because they were just. They were out of out of control. Like we had guys, like we had one. There was one manager at Ohio State one time that got arrested because he got drunk the night before a morning practice, and he he wanted to go to the gym and sleep in the locker room, mm -hmm. so he would like wake up and be hung over at the gym and be ready for practice. And so he he goes to the gym at like one a.m. on a Friday night, and and tries to get into security, and security <laughs> won't let him in because they're like, dude, you're drunk. And he's like, I'm a manager, I'm allowed to come in. And he gets he gets into like a fight with security and is banging on the doors and trying to break into the gym so he can pass out. <laughs> I love it. And, and these these are the stories we want to hear from the people. So uh hit us up on Twitter at one shining pod. I we're gonna open up our direct messages or however you do that. And Tate's yeah, DM will be open on one shining. Yeah, DM will be open on one shining pod. My best friend from school was the head manager at Carolina while I was there. Uh, he has plenty of stories. We may have him on. Uh, he now works with the the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves, and uh, Tom Thibodeau is really mean to him. So maybe he'll come on under an alias and tell us funny stories about that too. Yeah. Uh, that could be good. Um, so yeah, th that'll be fun. Manager Chronicles brought to you by it. the Ringer dot com. Um, 
can we do your segment? This is one of Titus's yeah, favorite we, things where he tells us stories about his life and we try to help him with his hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> People don't forget. So, I, well, I want to bring it back, Tate. The, we, we didn't give the segment we tried to start, what was this, a month ago? Yeah. A segment called Am I Dumb mm-hmm. um, that I tried to start. I came a little bit too hot out of the gates with this segment. And I brought up the fact that I didn't know what hemorrhoids were. And Tate looked at me like I had three heads and was like, what the hell are you doing right now? And um, and then we abandoned it. And, and I want to bring it, it back. And it turned wanna, out I'll, the third head was the hemorrhoid popping out of his anus. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a that? good joke, Tate. Good job. Good job, Tate. Um, so I, I wanted to bring it back because it's, this drives me nuts and I have nowhere else to vent because my friends don't want to hear me talk anymore. And um. Unfortunately, you're stuck here listening to me. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to do that. Am I dumb? I I do not understand the difference between debit and credit when mm-hmm. you swipe your card when you're buying something. And this has pissed me off for years. I'm a man. I I own zero credit cards. Um, I I do not believe in owing people anything. I'm I'm one of those hard asses from the Midwest that like was raised by a man who was like that as well. It's like, I, I don't want to owe anybody anything, so I'm never going to have a credit card. I have, all I own are debit cards. Mm-hmm. I just have a debit card. And it's my understanding that I swipe the card, the money comes out of my account, end of transaction, right? Yes. Why Why would I go, like, everywhere I go, I, I, I go to buy like a candy bar at a gas station and the, the cashier goes, is this debit or credit? What what the hell does that even mean? I like is it not obviously debit? Don't you just swipe it and then the system's like, oh yeah, that's a debit card. It's a debit transaction. I I, I literally have no idea what the difference between debit and credit is. I know like the accounting terms, debit and credit. Mm. Like a, a I, I I I get that. I took accounting. I took like one class of accounting at Ohio State, but I don't understand this point of swiping your card. Honestly, I just pick whatever one looks the best at the moment. I have no idea how it affects my account. I have no idea how to fix. Like, I'm sure I have like really shitty credit for some reason because I'm hitting the wrong button. What, it, am I what dumb? What are you talking or, about? Are you, do you think that your credit? Are Are you saying that you don't understand? Like, when you get asked the question, debit or credit, every single time? No. I'm, what's the difference? Do you understand the difference? Yeah. The di- are you saying that you know every single time that someone asks you debit or credit, you know exactly what the difference is going to be on? on how this transaction's processed. Well, it's basically if it's basically a classification, right? Cuz if you're a debit person, if especially if you're at a gas station, they want you to be debit cuz that means that they're getting that money right then, you know? That that means that you are a true upfront honest individual that's going to pay out right to them right then. But if you're a credit, you're a sly, you know what, you know? And it, and it's like I, I don't push- know what this person's going to do with this money. I mean, they got 3 months to decide if they want to pay it or not. If not, they can hold out no, for another is- year. This is what I'm saying. Every time I push credit, it's still a debt. Like I still, you still like check my bank account and it comes out of my my well, checking account. I think it's a, my debit card side. I think it's a farce. I think it's just for them to know it, on their back end what it is. You know, I think it's for them to know it, if they're going to get the money right now. It, I don't know how it all money works. laundering. Yeah, exactly. Is it money? It's money laundering. Yes. It's a shell company. Everything's, money Everything, everything's a shell company. Nothing exists. Every every company that's been made is to funnel money through. Uh, that's my. Yes. I, think that, I think that's my new thing. Is like if I don't understand something, I'm just gonna say it's money laundering. Yeah, like, that's just some sort of money laundering front. It has to be. <laughs> hey, do you see this new thing at SpaceX? <laughs> oh no, dude, it's all money laundering. Don't it's, don't buy into it's, that. It's We're not going laundering. to yeah. space. <laughs> so if somebody out there understands the difference between debit and credit, and you can explain it, I just want to read one tweet. Don't send me a link. And like, I I, I don't really. I don't have time for all that, but it it, it drives me nuts. It, I I don't know. So that, that's my that's my am I dumb segment. That one's a little more tame, Tate. So 
Anyway. Mine's gonna here's my am I dumb segment. I've been on a Jim Carrey binge. I love Jim Carrey. He's I consider him the Michael Jordan of comedy. I've been watching all this stuff recently and I, I'm trying to like figure out what's going on with me in life, like how I got to where I'm at. Like, why do I like certain things? Why do I not like certain things? You know, you're supposed to go back and try to remember and put pieces together. Like, it's like a puzzle, whatever. I'm doing all this in my own free time. Uh, Right now, I am watching all these old movies, all these Jim Carrey stand-up movies, whatever it is. I watched Ace Ventura Pet Detective yesterday. Mm -hmm. And every time I'm walking around anywhere, like somehow, sometimes I can get caught with songs in my head, but there's one song that's always in my head, and it's, in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. It's always in my head somehow. And I've always wondered, like, why is that always in my head? What's wrong? Do I really just want to be out in the wilderness? Am I trapped in some sort of simulation? I don't know. But all that's happening. So I'm watching Ace Ventura Pet Detective, and I'm not even thinking about this. And then it has the scene when he finally puts it all together. Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey, the pet detective. And he hooks up with Courtney Cox, and they play the yep. song. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps and tonight. He's, he's, and they're having sex and the bed's shaking and yes, like all the animals in yes. there are going crazy. And they're yeah. going nuts. And I'm yeah. like, is this where this started? Is this like where everything started with this song for me? Did this one scene, you know, it, it meant so much to me. It's ingrained in my mind for all time that this song stuck in my head. The scene stuck in my head forever. I finally pinpointed it, pinpointed so, the whole thing. Are you, and I think... Are you asking... I'm are a, you asking, was it an original song for the movie? No, I'm asking... Am I dumb for not realizing this the whole time? That that's where this is why it means so much to me. And am I just oh, dumb yeah. in general? I don't know. I just couldn't believe that it all happened. I mean, I forgot Dan Marino's in the movie. I forgot about the whole Dolphins. I I just hadn't seen this movie in so long. I mean, it used to be my VHS, and I would just watch it so many times that it it would break the VHS. I mean, I had to buy another one to rewatch it again. And I don't know. I, well, I, it's because this isn't even. I am. Am I dumb? It's just like, am I an idiot? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question, I think so. Just for that that last statement, how you finish your thought, you go, this isn't an am I dumb, it's am I an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so my, my theory on this is that you don't ever watch Ace Ventura anymore because it's never on TV anymore. Yeah. Because the the big the big resolution, the big twist is very problematic in the current climate of um oh, no. of society. Oh god. As, oh, no. as, as Jesus. For, I'm just I'm I'm just saying this, they're not going to show this movie on TBS anymore, and um, so you probably just haven't seen it that often. You have to go seek it out, and then you forgot that. Yeah, yeah. So, but but no, I, I'm I'm with you. Like that song came from uh came from Ace Ventura. That's that's how I remember it too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't. So anyway, <laughs> fun segment, fun times, fun, fun stuff, guys, fun stuff. Uh, um, yeah. You got any shout-outs before we wrap this thing up? Uh, shout-out to NC Anybody State. Want to yeah, I just want to shout-out to NC State basketball right now. They get a big win over Clemson. They were up 10 points with a minute left. They somehow almost lost the game. If it wasn't for a missed free throw, they would have lo- they would have gone into overtime. I've never seen a team like NC State squander a lead so quickly. Torin Dorn threw two balls uh, like off the baseline, bounce passes in, in, in trying to get it in bounds late in the game. It was the most NC State thing I've ever seen. Clemson blew it. But like it was the ultimate, like, will Clemson Clemson, will NC State NC State? And for the first time, NC State didn't blow it after a big win over Duke. So congratulations to Kevin Keats. The era continues. Very happy for all the state fans out there, all the Pack Pride uh, faithful. So congrats to them for finally pulling one out. That's all I have, Titus. What about you? That's it. I have a handful. So first of all, 
Shout out to Buzzcut Brad for his 20th drawn charge of the season. Uh, the Wisconsin basketball uh, t- official Twitter account keeps track of all the charges. And it's so funny if you look at the comments that like Wisconsin fans are sort of turning on their own program because mm-hmm. they're like, we don't give a shit about charges. We want to win basketball games. Stop tweeting this. Like, it, it's sort of it's it's kind of uncomfortable because I don't I don't know if Wisconsin fans are really rallying behind Buzzcut Brad. He's kind of on the wrong. He came at the wrong time in Wisconsin basketball history. Like if he would have been on the Final Four teams, they would have loved him. But now that they got this kid out here, is just like flopping around and <laughs> and is just being like JJ Watt of basketball and Aaron Kraft of basketball. Mm-hmm. He's too. He's together. like a, um, he's like a little too on the nose. He's too perfect. Yeah, and. That works on good teams, but when it's happening on a bad team, it's it's like get this guy out of my face. It, and that, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from Wisconsin fans. But anyway, he has drawn twenty. He has he has drawn twenty charges on the season. Wisconsin, that's more than one a game. So, shout out to him. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Iowa and Fran McCaffrey for getting their first Big Ten win of the season, and only because I was I got stuck watching this game. Um, Iowa was I, 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 Iowa was playing at Illinois and. Uh, both teams had not won a Big Ten game yet, and it went into overtime. And I thought it was really funny because like neither team wanted to win, and it just kind of like I, I I I was on the phone with my dad as I was watching. I was like, I hope this goes into like twelve overtimes, and no one can get their first Big Ten win. But I'd rather Fran be, McCaffrey got tossed. I'd rather be the worst than the second worst. You know, if I'm going to be bad, yeah. I, I want to be the worst. So Illinois is the worst. Fran McCaffrey got tossed from at Maryland on Sunday, and mm-hmm. then he finally got his first Big Ten win of, of the year. So possible, uh, and possible then finally, good guy. In the future, who's to yeah, say? Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned on Monday slash Tuesday, whenever it is we do our pod. I don't even remember anymore. But um, <laughs> I also wanted to give thoughts and prayers to Jeff Goodman because he, I don't know if you saw this, he yes. was flown to Lithuania, <laughs> ESPN, and the heart of college basketball season took one of their more prominent college basketball reporters wow. and flew him to Lithuania for the week to follow the Ball family and... Everybody was absolutely roasting Jeff Goodman on Twitter. Every time he would he would be like, "Hey guys, I'm in uh I'm in Lithuania. This is pretty cool. I just I came to this little meat shop and and bought a little a half pound of meat. And look at this guy I met." And he just takes a picture and sends it. And then the, the internet's like, "We don't care. We hate <laughs> you. Just stop talking about the balls." <laughs> Jeff, I got to unfollow, man. I'm sorry. I just got to unfollow. And he had to he had to put up with that all week. Um so thoughts and prayers to Jeff Goodman. I think he's back in the states now, but that was hilarious that that one that ESPN made that decision to just like watch everything unfold that every time he he hit send on any tweet, just the reaction was absolutely hysterical. So that's all I got. Yeah. At least we know he's a good man, you know. All right. Um wrap it up. Games to watch. Michigan at Michigan State Saturday noon on Fox. Uh, big rivalry game. It's a it's a Fox game. Mm-hmm. It's a Fox on on the real Fox, not Fox Sports One. Yes, the real Fox. Um, TCU at Oklahoma is Saturday on ESPNU. That's a, at one Eastern. Um, I've I wrote this in my power rankings. I've reached a point of no return with Trey Young. Uh, the the man. I I noticed this when when Oklahoma was playing Texas Tech. He can do no wrong, Tate. When when his teammates are missing shots, I'm like yelling at the TV saying. You have to make that yes. because Trey needs his assist numbers up. Yes, every time he misses, he was fouled. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I've lost it. Like I'm, I'm such a fanboy, and it's it's starting to get a little uncomfortable for me. So I can't wait um, till Trey Young shaves his head in March. <laughs> That's when I'll know he's serious. Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, West Virginia at Texas Tech Saturday, two p.m. on ESPN. That'll be a a fun game too. Right now, top 10 teams. I, mean, I don't know. Texas Tech will probably fall to like 12 or 13 or something, but 
That'll be a fun game. Uh, and then we got the game that we've been talking about for a Duke upset. Duke yep. at Miami, Monday night. Set, do we still yeah. are, are, Do we still think that the upset's going to happen? Yes. I do too. It's, I, it's I definitely just, I'm a little worried that Duke's... Duke's already lost two games. When I we initially said that Duke's, I at least I said I thought Duke's was going to be number one in the country and undefeated going into this Miami game on uh, on Monday. They are not undefeated. They've lost twice. Um, and I'm a little worried about that because I wanted Miami to beat the shit out of them. Um, I still think Miami's going to win, but yeah, Miami's definitely going to win. And the reason why is because Miami lost at Georgia Tech. They've already had like, oh, we're not that great. They lost who they lose to New Mexico State too in that tournament. Uh, yeah, they Hawaii. lost. It was like a Christmas. It was like yeah. Christmas Day. I watched in the end of yeah. it, and when New Mexico State won, so they've had like two demoralizing oh, losses. And also, I just saw. I have a weird conspiracy when mock drafts come out. I think sometimes it affects players on certain teams. Like I think Robert Williams, when he saw the mock drafts where he's like number ten, he's like, okay, cool, I got it locked up, I'm good. And then I think Miami has a similar problem because they had. Uh, Brown and they had Walker were both in the top 15 of the latest mock draft I saw. And that's never good. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping those guys will try to earn those spots and, and lock in and get a big win over Duke because that's how you really get drafted. You beat Duke, you beat North Carolina, you beat Kentucky, you beat Kansas, and you play well in those games. And then you get drafted in the top 10. So that's hopefully how, they do that. That's how uh, that's how Derek Williams went second overall. Yes. He just ripped, he ripped Duke's soul out of the... He, he just like sucked Mike Krzyzewski's soul out of his body in 2011. Yes. And... Um, just dunk over like, everybody. Cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, and then finally, Kansas at West Virginia, the game we talked about, the, the fix is in. West Virginia is going to win this one because Oliver Luck's going to make it happen. And then Bob Huggins is going to take his $25,000 bonus and just make it rain all over Morgantown. Um, but that game is on Monday, big Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So check that one out if you're looking for games to watch. We'll know We'll know if uh, Andrew Luck is dressed up as the Mountaineer, if that's going to be a fixed game or not. Because he's the perfect-looking <laughs> Mountaineer. We, we, if you see <laughs> Andrew Luck there, yeah. uh, please be sure to tell him that he looks like a Daniel Boone impersonator. And, <laughs> and we'll be good for uh, next Tuesday, next Monday. We'll be back early in the week. Uh, I've had a good time, Mark Titus. I hope you've had fun. This is fun. I like these Friday pods. We have, we have more fun with them. Oh, just, like, let loose. Of course. And just, yeah. Talk about Ace Ventura and yeah. Casual Fridays. Yeah. All right, dude. See you next time. Save the crew.